sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of PM5's Track Talk. I am Bryce Sparling. As always, here with me, my co-driver, Mr. Matt Ridgeway. Matt, how are you doing tonight, man? i tell you what, Bryce, I've been better. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic, but I really don't feel great. I've been kind of under the weather all day. Um, but I, with all that said, I'm still doing better than Goodyear. Uh, rubber entire company is today so uh we'll roll on with the podcast and the show goes on but uh y'all will have to bear with me today this is about as much as i can talk and i'll have to kind of keep it short yeah i heard uh, i heard goodyear didn't have a good good weekend i heard it was a uh, explosive to say the it, least it was an explosive weekend for goodyear <laughs> so no uh no indycar that wrapped up no f1 this past weekend uh, all we had was two Texas races, had the Xfinity Texas race and the Cup Series Texas race. Um, we also had a legend retire from full-time driving <clears throat> this weekend yeah, uh, that, that we'll get to. But let's go ahead and start with the Xfinity Series. Noah Gragson wins his 35th race in a row. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, seems like every single weekend, the past month and a half, Gragson has just taken the checkered flag in the uh, X, uh, in the Xfinity series. It's a great time of year to kind of catch fire if you're Noah Gragson, you know, in the playoffs, going into the playoffs, uh, getting set up for a championship. So Gragson catching fire at the right time, led 85 laps of the 200 at Texas and comes away with another win. Fourth, that, by the way, not, not 35 or whatever I said. It is his fourth in a row, I believe. It is his fourth consecutive win in the Xfinity series, and he ties the record. The record is four with Sam Ard for most consecutive wins. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if, yeah, they do. You know, I'm not sure that they run Talladega this weekend. You can check that schedule. They do. I, they fact. do. Yes. Yes. The trucks, All the three. Not. No, the truck. Do the trucks race Talladega? That is what I am seeing here. Yeah. Yeah. The trucks. Xfinity Series and NASCAR are all going to run okay. Talladega this weekend. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I yeah. thought the Truck Series was off this weekend. I thought their next race was Vegas. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll be uh, tuned in to see if he can win his fifth consecutive race. But what more can you say about them? Uh, the championship, uh, the chase, the playoffs have started in the Xfinity Series now. So we're officially in the playoffs in all three series. I think. Um, and that's yeah, that's about all I've got for Xfinity Series. I'm I'm excited, man. The greatest playoffs in all of sports uh, starts now for the Xfinity Series. Can't wait. All three divisions are in uh, just a fantastic playoff game seven moment. Every single grace, so great. Uh, it, it was the series best and career high seventh win on the season uh, for the 24 year old Las Vegas native, automatically reserving his spot in the next round of the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs. The fourth consecutive victory is significant in history. Like you said, 1983 is the last time someone has won four straight Xfinity Series races by Sam Ard. Matt, I'd never heard of that person until you mentioned him a couple minutes ago. I have no idea who that is. I didn't know he existed. Uh, yeah, and he he was a... I don't know how... He didn't have much success in the Cup Series, but he was a long-time 
Bush series, like, I mean, he raced well into the 2000s uh, in the Bush series. Um, but yeah, 1983, I would have been negative 11 years old. So, uh, also, yeah, I was, I was negative a little bit, but. six, I think. Six, yes, that, that math adds up. I was negative six. Okay. So, yeah, I also did not watch any of any of the races that he participated in. The Xfinity Series playoff standings right now looks like this. Your top eight, uh, Noah Gragson, uh, Mayor Humdinger from Paw Patrol is second. Uh, Ty Gibbs is third. Austin Hill fourth. Josh Berry is fifth. Justin Allgaier is sixth. John Mayer's brother, Sam Mayer, is seventh. And Ryan Sieg is eighth. And I believe those top eight are the ones that will advance. Right now, it looks like Riley Herbst, Daniel Hemrick, Brandon Jones, and Jeremy Clements are the four in the position to be eliminated. Uh, And I'm not a thousand percent sure when the elimination race is because NASCAR's playoff model is as clear as mud. So, yeah, I I don't know. It's a three, it's a three race round, but I don't know what their schedule is for the rest of the year. So, um, yeah, I don't, I couldn't tell you what it is. We'll just tell you guys this: at some point, four guys yeah. will be eliminated, and you'll and have then, your game seven, and moments. then four more after that, <laughs> and then, and then you'll have a one race championship where the best car all season will probably not win the championship. I mean, it makes sense to me. Because the 07 Patriots. Makes sense. <laughs> the 07 Patriots are why, why we can't have nice things in NASCAR. You've so, ruined it for everybody! Damn Tom Brady. I know. Now you got him on your team, dude. That's Come on. Yeah. I know. I know. That, that's, a, that's a whole other can of worms, though. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. That's a... That's a whole. That's a whole other longer podcast. It, it's been an adventure, that's for sure. I wish they'd get him some weapons down there, man. They he's struggling. <laughs> no weapons yeah. down there right now. Yeah, three touchdowns in three games. And that's the rough. sad part is, like, the internet's just eviscerating him, saying like he should have stayed retired. And obviously, everybody could see this coming. But you know, he's he has not played bad at all. It's I mean, his offensive line is completely new, and all of his receivers are hurt. And they're trying to change the offense. They don't want him to throw 50 times a game. And all Ford of that really hasn't been good. Well, I mean, he's been okay, but we it's so predictable. We run the ball on first down on every single first down. It's like, it's very, very telegraphed. There's not much, there's not much going on with the Bucks offense right now. And, and it's just a process. Well, luckily, if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, you've seen what you're going up against in the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers. Uh, and you can essentially play the exact same way you've played the first three weeks of the season and win that division because the rest of the division is absolutely horrendous. The Falcons, honestly, might be the second best team in the division. I, yeah. I'm shocked to say that. Uh, I, they might be I, the second best. I said that before the season that they, they had a chance to be the second best team in the division. I thought it was going to be the Saints. I really thought the Saints <laughs> were going to do something. And they look horrible. They look like the worst team in the division. Yeah. Well, they look awful. Uh, so back to racing on this racing yeah. podcast, not to, uh, you know, we don't like tangents and we don't really go off on a ton of we, tangents yeah, here. We, th- we try to avoid those whenever <laughs> possible. Uh, in the cup series at Texas motor speedway, Tyler Reddick leads 70 laps, uh, out of the 334 ran to win 
at Texas. What do you get at Texas? You get the hat, right? The black hat. Is that is yeah. that the the winner's thing? Yeah, and two uh, revolvers. Uh, Six, six, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Six, six round revolver. Yeah, six shooter yeah, revolver. Six shooter. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Are the they come fully loaded, like ready to roll? Yeah, with blanks. Yeah, you fire them in victory lane. I want to, you know, let's do, let's move victory lane to a shooting range and <laughs> let's put some real bullets in those bad boys and go ahead and have a good time. Put some tannerite and a watermelon down at the end of the range. Have a real good time. Of course, I don't know if a six shooter would explode tannerite. No, I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it will. Okay. It will. Oh, it will. It will. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Tyler Reddick comes away with the win. Uh, they had some red flag delay, bumper banging aggression, tires falling off left and right, record statistical marks. Uh, there was no shortage of competition and drama in the race on Sunday. Uh, so Goodyear, not a great weekend for the tire manufacturer. Kind of back to back weeks. I feel like that they have not had a good weekend yeah yeah i mean we've seen i think there there were four cars that i saw with tire failures um i'm gonna tell you honestly bryce i um i watched about the first 10 laps of this race and i turned it off uh (laughs) the race the race started about 3 50 p.m and the bucks game was at 4 25 so i flipped over to the bucks coverage I watched the entire Bucks game before flipping back to the race because I just I would n- it's not tough, just dude. It's, not it's just, football season. Yeah, not just football, but I would I would literally rather watch paint drive than watch a race at Texas Motor Speedway. Texas and Atlanta. I'm with you. Is, yeah, I, those two tracks. Uh, and I know I talk about racing isn't about your entertainment. It's just, it's not even an entertainment thing. It's a uh, it's, it's a follow the leader thing. It's not even real racing. That's why I don't like Texas and Atlanta, because it's not real racing. It's it's nothing. It's it's cars going in circles. There is no competition. There's no entertainment or competition. How about that? So you get neither. Um, Atlanta, I guess you could say you get entertainment, but the competition is illegitimate, which is our favorite thing in NASCAR. Illegitimate competition. Um, yeah, so I, I just was not interested in this race at Texas. Uh, I flipped it on. They were in the red flag delay, the lightning delay. I guess it never rained, but it it had lightninged after that. And I saw um, three tire failures when I turned it back on, including us. Um, I say us, Stuart Haas Racing, Kevin Harvick. We were in that list. Um, yeah, just thank Goodyear. I mean... I'll be honest, Bryce, with uh, 60 laps to go and Kevin Harvick with a one-point-whatever-second lead at, at Texas, uh, I was already thinking about which ice cream I was going to have because I've seen this movie before. You don't uh, you don't pass Kevin Harvick with 60 to go in clean air at a track like Texas. Um, we had that way. I mean, we were, there's no other way to say it. I'm sorry if you don't like it. We were going to win that race. And I guess, you know, I should speak because this happened while I was not watching, but Chase Elliott fans will interject that they were going to win that race uh, until he suffered a tire failure, and I'll, I'll concede that argument because maybe maybe Chase would, would dominate the race and lead all day. Uh, unfortunately, just like what happened to us in the last round, is that Chase Elliott, through no fault of his own, having had the best season of any driver this year, 
is now in trouble because this is a round that uh, you really can't afford with the Roval, which to be fair, he's really good at the Roval, but two Talad uh, Talladega and uh, bad finish at Texas, he could be coming into the Roval with a must-win scenario to advance. And honestly, Game seven moment. <clears throat> Game seven moment right there. Yeah, Let's well, go. honestly, that's what I'm rooting for. I want Chase Elliott to be eliminated this round through no fault of his own, having done absolutely nothing wrong. Not because I wish anything against Chase Elliott, but because it will rile the fans up. If you get, get Chase Elliott Nation to turn on NASCAR uh, for this playoffs, I mean, that's it's one thing if it's coming from me and, and Kevin Harvick, who whose fan base is, you know, Kevin's words are taken seriously by everybody, but but Chase Elliott has the biggest fan base in all of NASCAR, and if if we can get him eliminated from the playoffs over nothing he did wrong, uh, I believe NASCAR will be forced to go into PR damage control, and that's that is my ultimate goal. Uh, I I am sacrificing Chase Elliott's championship season uh, for the greater good. Let's put it that way. What Chase Elliott needs to do is he needs to come out with a like a social media post after he gets eliminated, and he's come out and be like, "Chase Elliott Nation, let's ride," <laughs> and he gets all of his uh you know Chase Elliott fans up and and mad and everything, and they get NASCAR to change it. I think that's the perfect way to do. It. That's what Russell Wilson would do, and he's you know look at him, superstar quarterback right there, multi millionaire. That guy's gonna get things changed like his scenery, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it was uh, it was Tyler Reddick's, I believe that was his fourth victory, uh, third victory, career victory, and his first win on an oval after claiming trophies on two road courses earlier this year. Uh, he passed Joy Logano on a 24-lap green flag run to end the race. Uh, so a nice, nice 340. That's so weird when they have 334 laps. Like the odd, the odd laps they have to make sure that. Uh, that they get the miles correct. Yeah. That always throws me off. That's like that's so weird. Yeah. Uh, so the cup standings now after Texas looks like this. Joey Logano leads number one. Ross Chastain. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. How many yep. wins does Joey Logano have this year? Joey Logano has two wins. Okay. Yeah. Darlington and... Um, let me see. Darlington... In the spring, he won Darlington and in the spring. Let's see, Bushlight Clash. That doesn't Darlington no, Worldwide Technology. Oh, Raceway. he won Gateway. That's right. He won Gateway. That's right. Okay, yeah. So hasn't won since what May, and is that was the, a while ago. Yeah, leading the playoffs. <laughs> uh, and then in second place is the Paddock's favorite driver, Mr. Ross Chastain. Who yep. is a is just a driver favorite up there? Yep. Sure, he he's, won't get spun out. He's definitely got a shot. Uh, and then number three, Kyle Larson, who I think we all know is capable of uh, of winning a championship. Good car, yep. good driver, uh, good manufacturer. Ryan Blaney, fourth right now. Who it, I, I I like Ryan Blaney. He's got some. He's had some bad luck all year. It's odd bad luck. Uh, he's the only one remaining in the playoffs with uh, no wins. He hasn't won a single race this year, and he's in fourth position right now in the playoffs. Uh, Denny Hamlin in fifth. Daniel Suarez in sixth. Uh, Chase Elliott, who won the most regular season races and who finished the regular season in first place, 
is in seventh right now, and I believe he is only 11 points clear of yeah. the cut line right now. Yeah, so, that's 11 positions at Talladega. If whoever is 11 points behind him finishes 11, 12 positions higher than him at Talladega, he's out. And that's uh, Chase Briscoe is eighth right yeah. now. And that's that's the last that's the last uh, playoff spot that will make it after this next cut. Yeah. So let's say Chase Briscoe. Well, okay. So that's the last. Okay. So there's two yeah. two transfer spots. He's the second to last out. Um, yeah, yeah. So it would be what, what? What is there? There's yeah. So they're going to drop the last four, and the last four right now in order are Austin Sendrick, William Byron. Christopher Bell and Alex Bowman. Those are your four right now that if they drop uh, or if, if it finished like this, they would drop out. But yeah, Austin Sendrick is only 11 points behind uh, putting Chase, uh, Austin Sendrick and so he'd have to get 11 and then Chase Briscoe would have to get up. So yeah, I mean, theoretically, Chase Elliott, all he has to do is finish behind Briscoe, Sendrick or William Byron is honestly in, in striking distance as well. So, I mean, uh, this playoff system is working. I mean, I'm excited about it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, intrigue, and drama, and storylines everywhere, Matt. Yeah, you should be. Um, well, speaking of William Byron, that guy, um, he's also not going to win a championship. Maybe because he gets eliminated this round, but uh, because he broke uh, not just an unspoken rule, not just the gentleman's code. He, he actually broke a rule and NASCAR fined him, I think like $75,000 and docked him, or $50,000 and docked him 25 driver points. Um, do you know what he did? No, I have no idea. I'm, I'm waiting. So he got um, raced hard off of turn two by Denny Hamlin and... You know, Hendrick Motorsports drivers don't like it when you race them hard. They get really, really upset whenever you race them hard. Um, they they expect to be given clean track at all times and, and put some respect on that number. I guess you just see the mighty 24 number in your and the, the ghost of Jeff Gordon. You just are supposed to bow out of his way. Uh, he got raced hard. There may have been some minimal contact may have been some contact between he and Hamlin. Hamlin got the position uh, a couple laps later. They're racing for it was second or third. A caution comes out coming off of four of the caution flag waves for an incident. And William Byron stays in the throttle and runs through the back of Danny Hamlin and spins him into the infield under caution. And they released the dash cam footage. And you can see there's a solid three seconds of blinking lights all over the track. And he stays in the throttle and runs right through the back of Hamlin and spins him out. And NASCAR absolutely fumbled this one. Uh, they did. I, they said they didn't see it. But they didn't give Hamlin back his position. He was in second place, got spun out under caution. Absolutely. He was checking up because he sees caution lights. He's doing everything he's supposed to do. And a driver who's having a hissy fit comes up and spins him out, and and could have that could have been dangerous. Like we got to have some. That's a that's a gentleman's code. Like you, you handle your business however you need to handle your business. But under caution, 
you don't you don't wreck somebody under caution. Maybe you come show that your displeasure. We've seen people bump, get up next to a driver and flip them off under caution. Maybe door them. That's how you do it. But he drove clean through the back of Denny Hamlin's car. And I'll be honest, I think that if he was not a playoff driver right now, he'd be suspended a week by NASCAR. Um, but I think NASCAR is in a tough position because they didn't they didn't do anything on the track and they, they handled it very poorly and I don't I think they're just in a tough spot right now where they can't do too much um, I think if if he wasn't a playoff driver he'd be suspended uh, and he should be he should be suspended for that because that guy's a freaking idiot and you can't do that crap in at this level of racing not if you're going to make a career out of it so I, I wonder. Uh, I wonder if the current playoff standings. I assume they are taking into account the twenty-five points that yes, Byron yes. has been docked. So yes, because it, this it, morning William Byron was comfortably in because uh, he finished like fourth or fifth in the race, uh, and he was he was plus sixteen, eighteen, and they docked him twenty-five points, and that put him out. Of, that put Chase Briscoe got up this morning out of bed, out of the playoffs, and is going to bed tonight back in the next round as it currently stands and if william byron would have kept those 25 points that he earned during the race i mean that put chase elliott even closer to the cut line so yeah chase elliott you know is in an advantageous place to uh you know profit off of william byron's stupidity there so yeah uh this weekend they are at talladega we have all three big series racing this weekend in talladega uh, on Friday, we get everything kicked off at 3.30 for qualifying for the Camping World Truck. It's not on TV, but at 5.30, we have qualifying for the Xfinity Series Friday night on USA. And then we flip it over to Saturday, October 1st, the new month. Qualifying at 10.30 a.m. for the Cup Series is on NBC Sports. And then at 12.30, the Chevy Silverado 250, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series on FS1. And then at 4 p.m., the Sparks 300 on USA for the Xfinity Series. These sponsors are much better than last week's sponsors. Uh, and then at 2 p.m. on Sunday, October 2nd, the NASCAR Cup Series kicks off the Yellowwood 500 on NBC. Matt, who you got this weekend at Talladega for the Cup Series? Uh, what's the most random car you can think of? <clears throat> uh, Brad Kozlowski. There you go. That's who I'm Boom. picking. Boom. Right there. All right. You're going to go Brad Keselowski. I'm going to go another rando. Let's go with Eric Almarola. Okay. I, I'll take that. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Those are, um, are going to be the two guys fighting for it. Eric Almarola and Brad Keselowski. All right. I'll, I'll definitely take that. Listen, um, Talladega is just a crapshoot. I think we continue our streak of non-playoff drivers winning the playoff races we have not had a playoff driver win and automatically advance yet and <laughs> i i want that streak to continue I, I just want chaos i can't i can't be more clear on this podcast that at this point that's all i'm rooting for you know i know chase briscoe still has a shot to win a championship obviously however I, it breaks down we won phoenix earlier this year can see i see it it's very going to be very difficult for Chase Briscoe to make it to Phoenix. But if he is in that final four, I don't hate our chances having already won that race this year. Um, but that said, I if I can't have, you know, 
assuming I can't have a championship because I, you know, championships aren't legitimate and being the best doesn't get you one. So there's nothing I can do to get a championship other than get lucky. Um, I, I'm rooting for chaos. I, I continue to root for chaos. Winning the championship in NASCAR now is like winning a race at Talladega. It's just, it's, it's pure luck, honestly. Well, and they said, like, they asked Kevin Harvick about his championship odds, and, and he basically said, this is a, Kevin Harvick is going, and Kyle Busch are two generational talents. And I think right now they're tied for whatever position they're in and most wins in NASCAR history. I mean, these are two first ballot Hall of Famers. They got eliminated from your playoff system and championship contention in the first round. And when one of your greatest drivers of all time refers to the championship as, quote, just a nice bonus, I mean, that... How embarrassing is that? Like, the one of the best to ever do it. He says that he's out here to win races every weekend, and we were probably going to win this race without a tire failure. And, uh, and his, I mean, when asked about a championship, he said, yeah, you know, it would be a nice bonus, but we're here to win races. That's what we care about. That's what we can control. Like, it's just so stupid to me, Bryce. I can't. I, I cannot agree. wrap my head I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. I hate it. I hate it. It's stupid. I've, it's, <clears throat> it's awful. When they when they switched over to it, I that's honestly when I uh, for initially lost interest in NASCAR. I'm like, well, why do we need this? Is just be be you, be NASCAR, be different. You know, yeah. dare to be different. Don't be like yeah. everybody else. And listen, I and I'll I'll and I'll get off my soapbox with this, but but our ratings for Bristol last week were horrendous. Our, our ratings right now in the playoffs are continuing to decrease year after year. That was the whole entire reason for this playoff system is the manufactured drama and excitement would generate interest and TV ratings. And it's not. It's failing. Like, I mean, it's, it is concerningly de- consistently decreasing. And Bristol was an awesome race. Bristol was a very, very exciting race. But... I just, I really think it's just fans can see through this now and it's not, it's not authentic and they don't respect it. And you, how long can you support something you don't respect at all? Uh, There's no self-respect in NASCAR. How can you respect NASCAR when, when they don't respect themselves? Like it's, you know, I don't know. It's just, I've always said NASCAR became insanely popular in the late nineties, early two thousands. And they did everything they could to cater to the new type of NASCAR fan and alienate the old NASCAR fan that had been there since the 70s and the 80s and the early 90s. And then when those when those new fad fans went on to a new fad, when they got tired of NASCAR and found a new fad sport or a new fad to follow, NASCAR was left with none of the new fans that they got in that five, six-year span. And they also were left with alienating all the diehard fans that had been there for 30 years. So they were left with nothing. And they're still trying to recover from that. They haven't recovered from that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think you about perfectly summarized where we're at as a sport. Um, we, uh, uh, I can't say it better than that. We, we changed the sport to try to attract more fans. And not only did that continuous because still continuing to fail uh but we're we've lost fans by running off the ones we had 
Um, the two yeah. big North American motor motor racing organizations, IndyCar and NASCAR, they have to work together. <clears throat> they need to work together to put on massive events every weekend, like they did that one weekend at Indy when they both raced the court, the road course. You know, um, yeah. That needs to be more of a thing. Like, make a massive, massive... Look what F1 is doing in America. Whoever thought America would have three F1 races? Like, yeah, I, I, I can't wrap my head around that as a possibility. Yeah, that's absurd. Like, NASCAR needs to get on the flow of F1. They need to partner with IndyCar. They need to take their pride, check it, and understand that we have to work with these other motor racing corporations, these other motor racing companies... To make NASCAR bigger and better, and to attract other fans from from other sports, so I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There, listen. For as much as as negative as we are, there are positives happening in the sport. Oh um, sure, yeah. Some of your biggest back, stars are young kids too. Bringing that's, back that's fantastic. Borough is a great a great sign that they're aware. Nostalgia sells. That's the, first, that's the first race I ever went to was at North Wilkesboro, man. Yeah. I am so excited to see a race go back there. And I honestly might go up there. Everybody is. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, take, I want to go work it. You know, I don't have a job oh. in the garage, but give me one. I'll sweep up. I don't care. I, I want to <laughs> go to that race. Um, I want to work the first race back at North Wilkesboro. Like, there, there are positive things happening in the sport. I just don't think it's on a consistent or a transparent enough level. Um, I, I think what we're left with is what we can see, and what we can see is failure, and and we continue to to, to fail, um, and fail and spectacularly. I, I, think, I think NASCAR, from my point of view, this might not be correct, but I think NASCAR is so afraid of making the wrong move that they don't make any bold moves. They make very just boring, bland, beige moves that aren't bold and new and. Because it, it bit them in the butt so many years ago, making bold new moves, and it didn't pan out well. That I think NASCAR is just sort of in like, let's tread water mode. We don't want to make any any big bold different moves, and you know I say that, but hell, they had a race at at the LA Coliseum this year and the Chicago Street Course next year. Oh, and that's true. I, mean, I forgot about the Chicago Street Course. Yeah, yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll be interesting. Yeah, but but at the same time, you know, I think. I think you're right to the point where they're scared to, to. I think they're hoping the longer this playoff system can go on, that that they can make it more legitimate. That it's a hill they want to die on. But it was never legitimate to begin with, and it's only getting more. It's more and more embarrassing the longer we let it go on. Um, F one F one doesn't use it. IndyCar doesn't use it. And, and, and I mean, no, you know, I don't, I, does. no, I don't want to. I mean, the mo. Uh, What's the motorcycle racing called? G- MotoGP doesn't use it. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't want to keep comparing NASCAR to F1, but that's what it should be held to. I mean, that that's the pinnacle that it wants to reach. It's the and, most successful racing series in the world. Yeah. So, it, honestly, you know, I, I wouldn't say this for every single case, but a lot of the bigger cases, like, if F1 doesn't do it, maybe you shouldn't do it either in the bigger cases. Now, there are some smaller stuff that obviously you want to do different than F1. It's a... It's a different series. It's a different clientele. It's a different type of racing. But, you know, some of the big stuff, like, you know, how you choose your champion, if F1 doesn't do it, you probably shouldn't do it either, honestly. I mean, that's it's just, it's just as simple as that. But Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, over, over the weekend, we had some news that Mr. Jimmy Johnson has retired. 
uh, from full-time racing. He still will do what he called bucket list races. Uh, I don't know what that means or where he's going to be do. racing. What, I do. what does that mean? He's going to run the NASCAR Cup car for Hendrick Motorsports at the 24 Hours of Le Mans in France. That Garage 56 entry where they're going to run a NASCAR Chevy Camaro body next year. Well, is that confirmed or is that? I know. I'm just telling you. This rumor. I, that was my suspicion right from the start. Look, you've got Gordon Earnhardt and Johnson that all oh, don't have full time rides, and those are like the three biggest names in NASCAR. Like, if you could somehow get Kyle Petty or somebody to come drive it, but I, oh, I think, dude, I think if you if you get Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, and then pull one of your your big stars either kyle larson or uh well, chase elliott they've already said that cup drivers because cup series races that weekend the cup series what? races against the 24 hours of Le Mans next year what a so fail you can't you cannot have a, an active cup driver so that's why you're i mean that's why it makes even more sense to me that your three are gordon earnhardt and johnson uh, and maybe you go get like casey kane or somebody that's not doing something that that also has hendrick affiliation what if they just skip the race? Well, I mean, I would, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, you're probably going to win at least one race anyways. You're, you're going to be locked into the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Just skip the yeah. normal regular season race for NASCAR. I would. But yeah, we'll I would too. Um, Sponsors yeah, may he, have a problem with that. but <laughs> Well, not if they go to uh, uh, Le Mans. <laughs> <You know? True. laughs> uh, but yeah, Jimmy Johnson retires, one of the all-time <laughs> most winningest uh, NASCAR uh, Cup Series drivers of all time. Uh, he has like I don't know. He has like eighty. He has eighty-three wins. I think he has nine titles, right? Somewhere around there. He has seven. Five, six. Yeah, seven. I can't count. Uh, he has seven titles. Bunch of NASCAR All-Star race wins. He was a great driver. He was he was really great driver for Hendrick. Um, you know, probably up there. I would I would say you'd have to argue he's up there in the top ten of the greatest NASCAR drivers of all time, just because of his achievements. I mean, yeah, he's he's in the top five of all greatest all time. I mean, he just yeah, from the because let's see, seven seven championships. That's that's tied Earn, for first. Earnhardt and Petty, yep, all tied for seven. Yeah, so yeah, Jimmy Johnson, really really great NASCAR driver, not a really good IndyCar driver. Uh, we found that out. Not real great driving Indy cars, but very successful driving Winston. Actually, did he ever drive Winston Cup, or was it always yeah. a? Yep. No. Nope. Oh, yeah. He, he God, won. He started in 02. He won in every series. Uh, he won in Winston Cup, Nextel Cup, Sprint Cup, and I think Monster Energy Cup. <laughs> oh, the names kill me. The yeah. names just kill See, me. That's another thing. So we're talking about positives. That's another positive. NASCAR dropping a series title sponsor and yeah. just calling themselves the Cup Series. I love it's, that. It's That's not perfect. the National Football League presented by Pepsi. It's not Major League Baseball presented by Rocket Mortgage. It's freaking – it's it's baseball. NASCAR Cup Series. Yes. It's, it's MLB baseball. Cup Series, it's F1. NASCAR. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, so there's another positive, another positive NASCAR. So he won, he won 83 races in his NASCAR career, sat on the pole 36 times. Uh, one race win in the NASCAR Xfinity Series with two poles. Dude, but uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, zero wins, zero poles. That's embarrassing. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> terrible. And uh, IndyCar, zero wins, zero podiums, zero poles. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, your NASCAR accolades are fine, but do it in, do it in the trucks, man. Do it in IndyCar. 
Maybe that's his bucket list. Maybe he's going back to the truck series. He, he's going to race Monaco. That's what he's going to do. Uh, uh, speaking speaking of Monaco F1 and open wheel racing, F1 is back this week after a brief hiatus. Uh, they're going out to Singapore in the Singapore Airlines Singapore Grand Prix of 2022 Singapore uh, in the Marina Bay Street Circuit. That's uh, you'll have a 2 a.m. for us Sunday morning race. No, no, we're all good here, man. No, it's it's early, but it's it's not it's not too early because it's a night race. So yeah. it, if it was a if it was a if it was normal in in Asia, if it was if it was normal, in, well, yeah. you know, over there, uh, if it was normal time, if they raced at normal time, they do at the track. Yes, it would be. But since it's a night race, it works out better for us and everybody, you know, in in Europe and America. Uh, so FP1 and FP2 on Friday is at 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. And then FP3 on Saturdays at 6 a.m. with qualifying at 9 a.m. And then the race on Sunday is at 8 a.m. So we get a we get a nice sure. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Yeah. race, wake up, see Singapore, and then get ready for football. Yeah, yep, I like it. Matt, who you got this weekend in F1 in Singapore? Uh, I'm going to go Verstappen. <laughs> I was thinking about going out on the limb, and then I just like realized that I don't care anymore, and I'm, yeah, I'm gonna just, watch it either way. So it's so far gone. Um, I'm gonna take Leclerc just to try okay, to change something up, but yep. yeah, but I, Max, dude, he's just so good right now. He is just he's the best driver in the best car, and he he's just so hot right now. He's like that damn Hansel. He's just so hot right now. Um. So yeah, I, I don't know if anybody's gonna be able to catch him. I'd love, I'd love to see Lewis win a race this year. Um, I think I'd be pretty disappointed if I didn't see him win a race this year. But I, I think that's a very strong possibility. Although Merck has looked stronger, uh, but yeah, give me, give me Charles Leclerc to win this weekend at Singapore. But you got anything else to add to this podcast, man? Not a ton of motorsports going on this week. Yeah, no, my my voice is pretty much well had it. This is the most talking I've done all day. So. I'm ready to finish this Braves game, watch us go to first place in the division, and uh, go to bed. All right, man. Well, let's get out of here. We will see everybody next week, same time, same place, in the TM5's Track Talk. (laughs)